Well, thank you guys. That was our deep dive into the subreddit creepy asterisks. How do you feel, Scott? Feels himself up and down. Touches the inside of his leg softly. Jesus. Not now, Snow God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to There's a Sub for That, the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. Join us as we explore the rabbit hole that is Reddit. From made me smile to facepalm and idiots in cars to humans being bros, we're going to deep dive into the most popular page on the internet. Are you ready? Now, Scott, one of my favorite things about Reddit is when you can find a post that just gives you just a little, just a little bit. It doesn't give you a lot, but it gives you enough to go ah, neat or oh, what an idiot or, oh, man, my life is so dumb. Do you know the post that I'm talking about? I was going to guess warm wool and mittens. <laughs> so this post in the subreddit Facepalm said it, it's a post. It's a screenshot from Facebook, and it says the spread of coronavirus is based on two factors. One. How dense the population is. Two, how dense the population is. To which someone commented <laughs> and said, you wrote the same thing twice. What's the other one? To which that same person responded and said, you're number two. <laughs> oh, truthfully, though, the best posts on Reddit are the ones that make you breathe out of your nose a little bit faster than you normally would. Just just little bits. Just a little. Uh-huh. And then this post, this is a similar one. It said uh, from Joseph Fami. It's, it's a screenshot of a, of a tweet from Political Humor. And it says, if oil goes any lower, Exxon Mobil might have to lay off some members of Congress. So that one made me go, ha ha, <laughs> with a little rim shot. Dun-dun-dun. Have you driven much at all in this? That's a really great uh, question you bring up because I was thinking about that today. I have a leased car and part of having a leased car is you have to stay under a certain amount of miles or you pay for it. So this, because, be, this is because you couldn't afford the most car, right? So you have the leased car. <laughs> I lease a car and I chose 12,000 miles thinking that's going to be fine. Turns out now that I work at a different location, it's not <laughs> fine. So these two months of being quarantined have actually been really nice. How many miles have you saved? I put 60 miles on my car. Normally, I put like 200 a week. Jeez. You're going to be able to give that back. They might give you money back for not having driven it so much. You're telling me that a car company after this whole shit that we're going through is going to give me money back? They'll find a way, be, Scott. They always do. To be honest, I'm surprised these car companies haven't been just knocking at everyone's door saying like, do you want to buy a car? Do you need to buy a car? Hey, we got cars. There's been a few posts here and there on Reddit. Nothing that really stands out to me, but I, I think just the theme of companies pushing themselves to be really aggressive about their marketing campaigns to get you to purchase right now feels really off-putting. I bet you could walk into any car dealership right now and just say, hey, let's see here. I want that one and I want it for this price. And while you're at it, could you throw in that vending machine? That person's desk, 
a set of tires, and like they'd give it to you. And it wouldn't even be a Tesla dealership, and they'd be like, you want a Tesla charger? And you'd be like, yeah. yeah. We just got one laying around. We need to sell shit because nobody's buying anything. What? Why are car dealerships considered essential? One of the last times I went out driving, I noticed that I had a maintenance minder saying my oil needs to be changed and I should probably bring it in. But I really don't want to do that right now. It doesn't exactly make me feel too comfortable to go drop my car off and sit at a dealership for who knows how long, right? Right. Uh, But Willie, what would you say in terms of marketing emails you've gotten, I don't even know if you pay attention to them, that you've gotten the most of? I mean, food, it, it's hard to, it's, it's really hard to argue with, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really hard to argue with food. You, I, I don't think you can tell somebody stop doing that, but it, it's been a lot. Not if you're going to run for president in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to my mail. My email is empty. I, I don't really have any emails right now. Same. Like. I think my I think my email filter is doing a really good job. Like I've trained it well. I don't even look at my junk. I'm afraid to go look at my junk. Oh, don't look at your junk. You probably haven't trimmed in a while. I'm buzzing the top and I'm growing the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of political humor, I've noticed that there's one less candidate for the presidential race. Oh man, I knew we were going to talk about this. Sorry, had to bring it up, folks, but it's true. <laughs> We've got the most diverse crowd. I think it was like 50-some Democratic nominees, right? And we settled on an old white dude. Yeah. You're welcome, America. An old white dude. the best old white dude. Right. He was an old white dude that has already proven that he is second best. And we've got somebody who's who's meme king, you know, over there just waiting to pounce on him. Uh, Literally, if if he was a, a, a lady... He would be pouncing, regardless. I shit you not, I bet there's odds right now in Vegas that Trump goes up and starts massaging Biden's shoulders during the first debate. Ooh, would you take those odds? Oh yeah, I'd take that money. It's gonna happen. The memes are gonna be glorious, but I think we're all gonna suffer. I'm gonna take the odds that Biden does that to Trump (laughs) as a power move. I think if he does that, everybody in the world will vote for him. Illegally, of course, but still. (laughs) <laughs> Six hours ago, there's a mega thread. So the, the cool part about mega threads on, on Reddit is they take all of the different articles, all of the, the different posts, put them in one thread. There's a mega thread that says Barack Obama endorses Joe Biden for president, which we all expected. Right. In here, there's links to articles for CNN, New York Times, Reuters, NPR, you name it, it's there all the way down through BuzzFeed, Reuters twice. Jesus, there are how many articles? Freebeacon.com. How did that one make it over Slate? Anyways, it doesn't matter. (laughs) The mega thread is there. So yesterday, Bernie Sanders endorsed Biden. I was going to say my favorite post that I've seen it about this topic so far was uh, in political humor, our political humor for those playing at home. Sanders fails to sexually harass enough women to win race. <laughs> oh no. And I I couldn't have thought I couldn't have thought of a better headline myself. Oh, it's so true. That's a question that I've heard a lot of. Where did we go? What happened to get us to this point where it seems okay? Clinton. 
Really? Well, think about it. That was the first time that I, I guess for somebody my age who was paying attention to politics, not old enough to vote necessarily, but in the frame of mind that I could actually know what was going on, I, I could understand what was happening in the news. Yeah. And that was a huge scandal. I mean, talk about impeachment level affairs. I guess arguably you would say not enough. Well, sure. But at the same time, we hadn't heard anything, uh, I guess, since JFK about a president maybe having an affair, at least that people cared enough about. I mean, Nixon, Ford, Reagan, George I, George II. No real big scandals in the whole sex column. Yeah. And Clinton comes along and uh, gets a blowy right on the, <laughs> the resolute desk. <laughs> Something was resolute. You blew it! <laughs> Literally. The top comment on that post from Sanders fails to sexually harass enough women says, I am once again asking for your consent. And it's a brilliant line because while Bernie would ask for consent, unlike the other people still in the race. Did you, did you ever watch the show West Wing? A long time ago. And I couldn't quote it to save my life. That's fine. Now that... I'm an adult. I'm a 33-year-old man. Jesus, dude, you're almost 40. Now that- Jesus was about 40. <laughs> oh, man, it's- I mean, we're only a few days away from Easter. He'll rise again. Don't call it a comeback. I have been watching West Wing, and I would, I would tell you that now, as an adult, is the best time to go watch West Wing because you have a much better understanding of the conversations that they're having. And that show came out in the 90s. Here we are in the in the 20s. This show, 30 years later, Scott, they're arguing the same points. They're talking about the same things we're talking about today. And I don't know if you remember. So this is a little bit of a spoiler for The West Wing. But in season two. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't watched it by now, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. But in season two, it comes out that the president has MS. Okay. So they're going to, they're the whole season is built on this foundation of we're going to inform everybody in, in the cabinet. We're going to inform everybody that's working within that administration. And then we're going to have this campaign of, of getting it out to the world. And how do we do that? And they nitpick every word, every thought, every background story. They go through every single thing in detail. And if they're dramatizing that for a show, you can only imagine what they do in real life. That show has felt so grounded in reality in terms of what would actually happen in a campaign. Now, I could be totally off, right? I'm not a, a poli-sci major here. But it it feels like our current day politicians don't give a shit. Like, They're like, who cares? House of Cards. Did you ever watch that? That's yes. the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to push you into a goddamn bus. The one thing that I enjoyed about House of Cards is that it felt spookily real, like eerily, like this could actually be happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I would, I guess I hope that when they vet a political candidate, like it's somebody's job to be Doug Stamper. It's somebody's job to go like, all right, what's your dirt? Like, what's your thing? Do you have another family? Do you own islands somewhere that we don't know about and have a political tax haven? Like, what is the dirt on you? What are we going to, what are the skeletons in your closet that we're going to uncover? And they couldn't find shit on Bernie. And you'll note that when it came down to the last two guys, a last minute curveball came out with this Biden, I guess, 
sexual allegation mm. against him. Yeah. And who knows how long people have been sitting on that. Apparently, according to the news, a long time. Yeah, but- people just sit on this stuff. At, at a certain point, they realize that they're holding on to data that has so much value that they can wait until the right time and have such a grand world impact. And it's like, guys, come on. And and the way people will eat up this news and how they react to it, it's all public opinion, right? Mm-hmm. It's hearts and minds. But that still didn't do anything. And Bernie, once again, is a bridesmaid. Yeah. Now, what a power move. What if it came out that Biden put Bernie as vice president? <laughs> well, that would be a game changer. The likes that we haven't seen in a long time. But Biden has already said that he's going to be choosing a woman to be his vice president. Dude, while I think it's it's a, an admiral choice and it's where the world needs to go, I think that if there's a, a grand chance that the Democratic Party can win this fall, putting the two top candidates into that seat seems like a really smart choice. But again, I'm just an idiot with a microphone. I just want him to pick somebody who's going to fucking eviscerate Pence when it comes to that debate. Because that motherfucking robot oh doesn't God. do shit for anybody. There was an article that I read the other day. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. It was talking about how religion has changed so much. This isn't meant to be like a religious argument. But again, we said everything is on, on the table. The, the way the early parts of the Bible were written was you need to care for yourself and you need to understand that God is not going to save you when you put yourself in harm's way. You need to do that for yourself. He helps them who helps themselves. Correct. A good example is even in those books, it is written about all of the inequality. That's one of the things that Jesus did was Like there wouldn't be people with leprosy and people living out on the streets if he, if God just went out of his way to fix all of this. Right. So we, we need to accept that. Oh, this is, this is where it came from. It came from the, from an article where one of the like televangelist pastors said, I am not going to stop doing church service. I'm going to continue to do this because I have a direct communication with God. And then this week he died. Yeah, because he said he talked to God, I think, or he represented God. And he said, God heals all. But when the Pope, you know, resolute, uh, or I guess I should say resident God expert Pope. Yeah. (laughs) When he says, all y'all should stay the fuck home, I would listen to him. Yeah, of all the people, he's probably the first one you'd go to on that side of the world. Now, in, in some more positive news, you heard about Lady Gaga's new venture, right? Where she says normal people aren't like her because she has a lot of money and most people don't? No, this is a repost from Humans Being Bros that I'm taking from Next Fucking Level. It's a screenshot of an article from Affinity Magazine that says, while other celebrities were too busy singing Imagine and complaining about having to stay in their mansions, Lady Gaga helped raise over $35 million in support for medical response in just seven days. Nothing but respect for her. And then they go on to reply to that tweet saying, what's even more remarkable about this is the fact that the, that she didn't just post a link on social media asking for people to donate. She went straight to the corporate leaders and asked them to give in favor of those who need it. That's exactly what a public figure should be doing. Well, props to her. That's the first celebrity that I've 
heard, I guess, kind of organizing that much money. Yeah, $35 million is not insignificant. Can you do a quick Google search to see how much Lady Gaga is worth? Lady Gaga's net worth is $320 million. All right. So part of me feels like this is great. She's organized this much money. That's awesome. And of course, there's other people out there like Bill Gates and stuff who just gave $25 million. Good point. <laughs> you know, of their own money. Now they have a lot more to do that than Lady Gaga. But did you see in our public freakout, the CNBC anchor who interviewed uh, some CEO? No. Did you see that post? Okay. So he said it was on CNBC, which I think is about finance. I don't care because I'm not rich, but... Fair. He basically interviewed this guy who said like all these CEOs and companies like the airline industry and the cruise industry are, you know, asking for bailout help. And the CEO's like, they should just fail. Fuck them. Who cares? The anchor was shocked. He's like, what do you mean? They don't deserve to have companies? And he's like, no, because they made bad choices. They hedged their bets the wrong way. And there's plenty of people out on Main Street who have lost it all already. Why should we prop up these assholes who don't know how to take care of their company and failed all of their employees? He's, his direct quote was like, oh, so they don't get to have a summer vacation in the Hamptons? Who cares? And it was like completely the opposite direction of where this anchor thought it would go, but it was great. It's so true. I don't in any way think that if you're in a position of power over me, that I need to give a damn about how you're controlling your money or what you're doing or what you're not doing, because I need to look, look over myself and I need to care about that. And I also want to be able to support and look over the well-being of people that are less fortunate than I am. Right. Right. But I am not in a position to tell you that, oh, I need to bail you out. No, you're in a better position than me. You got yourself into that position, rightly so, in many ways. So figure it out. And all of those huge companies can just file for bankruptcy and be fine. It's stupid that we are expected, we, the people who don't have as much are expected to prop up the people who have ungodly amounts of money. Man, I want to be in that position. I want to be able to have that much money and have you and have people cry over me. <laughs> but maybe we should talk about something a little bit less heavy. Sure. Like the air over most major cities. One of the top posts this week was from our picks, and it showed Los Angeles without any smog. <gasps> oh, I, I might have seen this, Scott. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. It looks like how you would want. Los Angeles to look in every single movie. But usually it's all hazy and cloudy because it's super populated. But all these major cities, kind of like what we talked about before with dolphins coming back to Italy and whatnot, but like Godzilla coming back to China. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a post on Reddit. It's not my opinion. <laughs> it was compounded on this week too because of that picture. There's another pics and our pics and our funny got into it with because of the clear skies, you can now see the alien spaceship above Johannesburg, South Africa. <laughs> and one of my favorites was due to less air population, we can now see the Universal logo in the sky. Yeah, that's the one that I saw too. I saved that one too. <laughs> Man, that's so good. You just barely see it just slowly creeping over the top of the sky. It's so good. Last thing we should probably talk about in this show is something a little bit more upbeat than what's actually happening in the world because we don't need to be reminded by it. We're surrounded by it. I'm stuck in a closet right now. I haven't left my, left my house in five weeks. 
and I still don't know where to buy toilet paper. And unfortunately, the one thing you want to grow is not growing. Yeah. He's got a big... Willie, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? That's a, an interesting debate, Scott, that I'm afraid to tell you what it is. It's okay. Just, just be honest. The people want to know. And I want you to be honest. Everybody says honesty is the best policy. There's no wrong answer in what your opinion is. Oh, like I, I feel like if I don't, if I don't say episode five, then I'm doing it wrong. No, no, no. Don't go by what public opinion should be. I want your personal opinion. I guess it would be the episode or it would be the one that I would feel the desire to go back and watch. I also have a really hard time choosing just an episode. I want to consider either the three-part miniseries for the beginning, the three-part miniseries for the middle, and the three-part miniseries for the end. Is that fair to say? Have you been Have you been watching a lot of YouTube lately? Yeah. Learning? Because you're fucking dancing all around this question. Just answer it, man. Oh, my God. Okay. Say it. it, it, it say, got, it. The, say it. Say uh, it. Now I can't remember the... the what, what's the first one with Daisy Ridley? The Force Awakens. That's your answer? Yeah, it's just because it has really How good... How fucking dare you? Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows that the best one is just kidding. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> what is yours? Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. I really like the new ones as well. But as we all know, there is a huge contingent of fans that liked the prequels. Oh, yeah, the wrong people. Sure, whatever. I'm just but kidding. That's their jam. So exactly 66 days ago, somebody posted a General Grievous meme that was him holding lightsabers. As General Grievous, for those who don't know, he's a character from the prequel beams, and he would kill Jedi and keep their lightsabers as trophies. So for the next 66 days, which is today, he added a lightsaber based on some other user's recommendation of what he should add. And so there's a picture on prequel memes of him with 66 days worth of lightsaber additions. And it's glorious. This fucking post, man. Are you telling me that there are 66 different lightsabers in this post? All different types of weapons. Some of them, if you'll notice, if you look closely, aren't exactly lightsabers, but I think they're weapons from the Star Wars universe or some facsimile of them. In one of his arms, he's just holding the damn blaster. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just hilarious that he's been keeping this up and he decided to stop today. I thought it was because of Order 66. But if you read the comments, he originally planned to keep going until one of the moderators made him stop. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, if this was me, I would have I would have hidden one of the swords from Halo in it. Yeah, like if it's kind of like a find, you know, find your favorite lightsaber or where's Waldo? Little little search, if you will. You know the the Knights of Ren? You remember that battle in yeah, General no. Snoke's room? In the upper left, he's got and, a couple Knights of Ren's weapons. Yep. There's some pretty dope ones here. There's some pretty crazy lightsabers. I So just I, imagine, but just imagine during this whole pandemic, there's been this one guy who's out there saying like, all right, we need to keep this post going to give people something to laugh about, something to argue about, something to hold on to, and make them kind of look forward to the next day. Because I'm sure there's people out there who are like, all right, what do I have to do today? I wake up, brush my teeth, shower... And then sit on my ass and suck my thumb. But oh yeah, I got to check on prequel memes and see which lightsaber they added to General Grievous. This dude this put guy. a Car 98 marksman rifle for one of them. <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. And everybody should check it out. And even if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, 
just know that somebody dedicated to doing something and it was popular for 66 days in a row on the internet. It's difficult to do these days. Hey, real quickly, just want to give our condolences from the show here to Wanda Dench. For those who don't know who she is, about four years ago, she sent a text to her grandchildren saying that Thanksgiving was going to be at her place at this time. And somebody responded with, who is this? And she said, it's your grandma. And (laughs) she sent a picture. And the person that responded was not her actual grandson. His name was Jamal. And he asked if he could still get a plate. And she said, of course, because that's what grandmas do. And so she's kind of been the internet's grandma for the past four years. And Her and Jamal formed a special relationship, and they've been keeping it a tradition ever since. Sadly, this week, her husband Lonnie passed away from complications due to the coronavirus, and the internet was grieving, and we mourn with them. So we just wanted to offer our condolences to them, and may Lonnie rest in peace. The best part of Reddit is how these communities can come together to create amazing stories, and we're all with you. We, we know it's a difficult time. Tune in to next week's episode when we take a deep dive into the subreddit stimulus check. I don't think any of us are going to be getting one of these, but in case we do, Snoogod, what's stimulus check? Oh, Scott, I'm glad you asked. Stimulus check is a subreddit dedicated to everything about the government's coronavirus stimulus check. I'll believe it when I see it. 